Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Did you know that what goes on in your mind is the reason for everything you experience in life? For your anxiety, for the money you make, your major, your relationships, reaching your goals, even the feelings you feel. So why is no one talking about it? As a college student, a Latter-day Saint, and a certified life coach, I'm speaking up and talking about our thoughts and teaching you how to manage your mind. Because the secret is, you aren't alone in what you think. Your thoughts are totally relatable. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of Relatable Thoughts. And I have to say, it is fascinating and amazing to see what the human brain is capable of. What we are capable of by just applying thought and reason to create things. That's really, at the end of the day, what the human brain is there for. Is there for creation. Is there for taking something very ethereal and seeming kind of nebulous as like a thought, an idea, a concept... And then being able to create that, to construct it, to realize it, to plan it out, to do something with it. It's amazing the power that we have in our brains. And the thing I want to focus on today is when we feel like that power is too much. When we feel overwhelmed with that ability to create, to reason, when our brain tends to get overworked or when we partake in what we call overthinking. Yes, this episode is dedicated to overthinking. It's for all of you out there who feel like overthinking is actually preventing you from creating the things that you want, that it is keeping you stuck, that it is stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, that it kind of maybe even hurts. It's frustrating. It gives you headaches. It's like it's something that's constantly on your mind and you feel like you can't get it to stop. You know, I'm honestly, or at least I was kind of the guy that just overthought everything, you know, overthinking whether, you know, turning in my assignments in high school, whether, you know, I was getting a good grade or not, overthinking grades, overthinking plans, overthinking my future, probably my future most of all, because that was like the greatest unknown of my life at that point of just like, what is my future going to be like? What career do I want to do? Like, how is I going to raise a family with music and then kind of going all in on that thing? Like, how could I do that? How could, you know, I desired to do music back in the day. I was going to be a violent performance major, yet there was this huge part of my mind just wrapped up in how is this even possible? Like, this thing that I want, why would I be giving this thing that I want when my brain was just reasoning over and over and over again, like, why this thing couldn't work? Why this, I just didn't believe in myself, honestly. I believe wholeheartedly that overthinking is just a thought, meaning that you can't overthink per se. Like, what does it even mean to overthink? Like to measure how much thinking that you're doing and to go over that. Who is setting that bar? Meaning that overthinking for one person is entirely different than another person. My overthinking is going to be different than your overthinking. So how can we even really talk about this? We can't say that the overthinking, you know, in the 1800s is different than today. Because, you know, how can you define what that overthinking is? But we can say that what they were thinking about, what they were obsessing about, is entirely different in terms of the landscape, in terms of the things that they were capable of thinking about. You know, you see these Victorian, you know, people, they're probably overthinking, like, you know, 
who their suitor is going to be or how their estate is going to do um, <laughs> or, you know, just like riches and the ball that's coming up. They're probably overthinking those things. But the things that we're think- overthinking about kind of stretch. They're stretched to kind of the, with the possibility of encompassing the whole world. You have the possibility of overthinking about things that are happening all across the world because at your fingertips, you have that knowledge. You know, back in the day, they didn't have to overthink about those things because they really had no reason to be motivated to do those things. So I will give us that. There is a greater ability for us to overthink about a wider variety of things because we have access to so many things, which might in fact be why we're seeing it come up more and more. But again, I ask you to really consider what is overthinking? Like, what does that even really mean? How can we define such a thing? If we look at the dictionary, it's talking about how it's dwelling on something excessively or for a long period of time. Or it even says it's having so much thought to the point where it's unproductive. That is a definition we can really reason with. What is the thinking that you're doing that is like, is so much effort, yet is in fact producing little to no output or result from all of that effort? Overthinking usually tends to deal with what if thinking. What if this thing happens? What if this thing happens? Dwelling on worry and worrying about the outcomes or dwelling on the past, things that have already happened and how they affect us right now. If people will find out, especially like, you know, if you've like have a secret or have done something that you're ashamed about and wondering what people are thinking about you. There are a whole realm of ways in which we can overthink because it's truly just a whole realm of ways in which we can think. And what I want to give you today are three resources in which you can help control, mitigate, calm yourself down, and and really embrace the power of your mind. Seeing it for how amazing it is and not making overthinking a big deal. Because one, I feel like that really is what is making the difference when it comes to overthinking. When we're on the internet and we're seeing people talk about their life or their experiences or reading books, or we ask people and their friends and things, we begin to realize that we might be different. Or at least we begin to think that we might be different and that there's something wrong with us because our brain chooses to dwell on certain things more than other people. And then we begin to think that's weird or that's not good. So like for me, like I probably tend to dwell more on like, you know, focusing on how I look in my appearance and the clothes that I wear. At least I think I do. At least I think I do that more than other people. Or I tend to have overthought my past, you know, shame in mistakes that I've done or relationships and whatnot, worrying about the future, kind of ruminating on those things, letting them sit there, not really doing much about it to change my situation. But guess what? We all do it. We all, quote unquote, overthink because it's just thinking. It's just a natural effect of having a brain. Because if you have a brain, your brain is going to want to reason things out. And our brains, you know, from the very beginning when it comes to like, I don't know, thinking about like how we've changed in society and whatnot, like our brain does not have to focus on satisfying our needs so much. 
We can get food. We can get shelter. We are safe in general. So it begins to worry about these other things that it thinks it can control. Our emotional state, um, you know, like how the economy is going, how politics are going, how our family is doing, how other people think about us. It tends to go to these places because as the world has taught us, these are the things that we should focus on in order to feel happy. But if we go to those resources and go to those things, we are going to overthink till the day we die and not get anything from it because we must first recognize that those are things that are out of our control. Overthinking tends to be things not in our control. That's why we overthink them because once you apply enough thought to something, usually you'll be able to create a result from it. Like let's say, you know, you have a thought about like what you want to eat. You tend to satisfy that pretty quickly because you have the ability right here, right now and the desire to eat. But if you start thinking about like, what do I want to do for my future? Well, there's a whole host of possibilities and the future is not something, yes, it is in your control, but knowing how you're going to feel in that future and predicting the things that are going to happen after making those choices, those are not in your control. And it especially happens in the past. When we go there, we have had no control over it. It is as it is. Yeah, we still try to reason with it. We still try to overthink it. We still try to change it, even though it cannot be changed. And so what I like to do in these overthinking experiences is not measure it. It kind of goes back to what I was saying before, that overthinking is a fascinating thing because you cannot overthink something if you think there's like kind of like a limit to your thinking, meaning that we are the ones who are in charge of measuring what we would consider overthinking. If we want to stop dwelling on something, if we want to stop these things, the way in which we are release ourselves from it is by not making it a big deal, is by accepting it, is by allowing ourselves to have a brain and recognize that one of the effects that it's going to have is it's going to want to dwell on those things. And you say to yourself, that's okay. Like, yeah, I am supposed to Think about that thing. Okay, my brain is focusing on, you know, these inappropriate thoughts. Okay, I can allow that. Like, obviously, I don't want these things, and I can choose to think something differently, but if it keeps wanting to go back, I recognize, okay, like, I see that this is the experiences that I'm having. There's nothing wrong with my brain wanting to dwell on these things, wanting to think on these things, wanting to bring up my past shame, wanting to worry about the future. There's nothing wrong with these things. Another way to really think about this is it doesn't do us any good to watch our thinking. Yes, we need to observe our thinking. We need to, you know, write down the thoughts that we're having. I, I talk over and over about awareness, but sometimes we can apply a little bit too much awareness, a little bit too much of what I'd call like a measuring device in our brain of like, okay, like, what are we thinking right now? Like we, because we're not allowed to be thinking this. It's like we're scanning our brain over and over again for all the, you know, infiltrators, all the enemies, so to speak. And if you're always looking for enemies in your brain, that is the only thing you're going to find. Meaning if you're always looking for, oh, I can't have any of those shameful thoughts. I can't have any of those inappropriate thoughts. I can't overthink, you know, about this test or I'm going to freak out at the test. That is only going to make us freak out more. Like we're on a date and you're like, oh, I can't overthink about dating. Well, 
if you tell yourself you can't overthink about dating, guess what? You're going to overthink about dating because you're already overthinking the situation by telling yourself, I cannot think about this. <laughs> it's just this, you know, backwards going back in loops paradox that we're always going to encounter when it comes to our thinking. And so the way to stop this is to have power by relinquishing control, so to speak. We show that we have power by saying, you can be here, but you're not going to affect me because I choose how I feel and I choose how this affects me. The second thing I want to bring up is sometimes we just have to break the cycle. Sometimes we just have to reboot the computer. My computer all the time tends to get slow. It tends to you know, heat up after using it for a while, especially if it's one that I've used for quite a while. Our brains are the same exact way. If we're overthinking something, if we're stuck on something, I find that like if I'm kind of caught up in thinking that I'm not doing good in school or like thinking I'm going to fail this thing, like I'm overthinking like they, like last night I was completing a master's assignment, my first one, and I was just like getting frustrated with figuring out the computer technology and thinking I'm not going to have enough time for this and wondering what the effects of that would be. And it was about to go like on a loop and just and kind of push myself to feeling bad and like, and not being very productive because dwelling on these things, worrying about these things, not productive. I just stopped. I was like, okay, like, okay, I'm having these thoughts. They're okay, but I'm going to get up. So I got up took some breaths, got a lot of water, even got myself a little bit of ice cream. I'm like, okay, just give myself a little bit of a break. Like, it's okay. And with that kind of reset, with that change in of the environment, I'm able to kind of simulate outside of me what the inside of my brain needs, which is simply a change of environment, a change of scenery. Sometimes simply just changing your current experience and kind of stepping outside of your mind does wonders for you. The ways to step outside of your mind, taking deep breaths, because that reminds yourself that, oh, I can breathe air and that air is important and I can focus on that instead. Or I can go for a walk, which reminds us that, oh, we're, we're not like stuck in our own little bubble. There's a whole world around us. And when we see there's a whole world around us or we see that we have life, it reminds us of, kind of it reminds us of how small and insignificant the thing that we're thinking about really is because we live in a world and we have a life to be lived. It puts things into perspective when we change scenery, when we get moving, when we do things differently to get ourselves kind of out of the rut, so to speak. But the last thing that I want to really share with you is something I haven't really talked about. Um, I remember early on um, in COVID, that I was undergoing a lot of overthinking. This was before I found coaching and the principles there. My mind would just race. My mind would always bring up all the bad things that I've done in the past. You know, how I'd hurt other people and like how I'd, you know, like gone and looked at pornography in the past and like how I like, you know, hurt this girl's heart in a breakup and how I like, you know, just felt like unworthy and unlovable and like all that would kind of come up or, or just worry about the future. You know, so have all these thoughts stirring around in your head. And that was before I learned that you could get them out 
get them out on paper or get them out when you talk to a coach because let me tell you, a coach really has helped my overthinking. But the first thing that I did was, um, if you haven't you know, heard about the app, it, it kind of has died down in popularity, but there's an app called Headspace, which um, helps with meditation. Really helped me gain a foundation of how to approach things in my brain without like even really knowing about the principles um, of my own psychology. And it had this first metaphor at the very beginning. So you're meditating, you're breathing, and it's it's fascinating because I think one of the reasons why I always avoided meditation is because I always just thought I was an overthinker, that like my, I couldn't relax in those kinds of things because if I was alone in my own head, it would just be so noisy <laughs> in there. And I recognize now from that app is that it teaches you that that's kind of the point. Like you just haven't taught yourself to kind of like be at peace with the noise, so to speak. So the metaphor that he uses in this meditation is to just kind of imagine like as you're sitting there in your mind that all these thoughts that are looking, sorry, that you are looking at currently are like cars. Imagine you are sitting or standing on a sidewalk and you just are seeing all these cars move back and forth. They're your thoughts. Their thoughts about you, their thoughts about the world, their thoughts about the things that you're overthinking. You know, what if I ask this girl out? What if I actually am interested in the other girl? What if I, you know, don't, you know, choose the wrong major? What if I, like, make the wrong choice in my career? What if, you know, all these thoughts tending to be negative, so to speak? What if I do all these things wrong? Okay. Just imagine that they're cars. And typically, what we do when it comes to overthinking is we're a dog. And dogs chase cars. We're running around and we're barking out of these cars. We're like, hey, get out, get out, get out. And we're running and we're running back to the other thought. We're like, hey, okay, okay. And like we're giving all these thoughts value. And we're running back and forth to all of them saying either you can't be here or we're saying like that's not true or we're kind of fighting it or we're believing it. Just running back and forth, kind of in this big tug of war back and forth, barking out all the, the thoughts. And it's unproductive because the dog eventually gets tired, worn out, and, you know, the dog has no control <laughs> over the cars in the end of the day. Just like you only have control of what thoughts stay in your mind. You don't have control over the thoughts that, you know, pop in, come in, come out. You don't have that kind of control. Anything could pop in your head at this very moment because your brain has the ability to create and reason, which means it's sometimes just going to create stuff that you don't like or you don't want, very unpleasant things, or things that you are make you feel bad and ashamed, or things that, um, you know, are just worry and not productive. It's going to do that. It's part of its creative power. It's a natural byproduct of it. And so the Headspace Meditation talks about just breathing, and watching the cars. You're just an old man, maybe sitting in a rocking chair, and you're just like passing your time by watching these thoughts. You see a thought go over here, it goes over here. Maybe it's a busy highway, maybe it's just, you know, one intersection, very slow in a small town. I don't know what your thoughts are gonna look like. Probably looking like a highway like they did for me in the beginning, just zooming back and forth. Um, I love what it also said is sometimes we are going to be like the dog and we're going to kind of follow a thought. It's going to have a little bit of power. And, you know, he's just like, okay, just follow the thought. 
but you know, come drift back eventually when you're done. Like just remembering that it's there. You're just looking at these thoughts. They're just there. You're just looking at them, observing them, passing by in your mind. And trust me, this has done wonders for me. What it takes to overcome overthinking, what it takes to truly make your thought process productive is to recognize that you have a choice in all these things. Sometimes our response to our thinking and our thoughts is so reactive that we don't think we have choice in these things, that our brain is just kind of going haywire when you always have a choice. You have a choice to just decide that these things don't have power over you. You don't need to measure your thinking. You don't need to like compare yourself to other people in your own situation and think that you're the only one who's going through this. You have a choice to pull yourself out of the situation at any moment. And you always have a choice to just, you know, let the cars go by, to watch them go. And then you, after that moment, when you reach that point of clarity, because you will reach a point of clarity in recognizing that, oh, I don't have to give up my power to all these think thoughts that are going by, then it gives you the moment, the chance to choose for yourself what are you going to do right now that is going to resolve the thing you're probably overthinking about in the first place. Because at the end of the day, there is probably something you can do to resolve your overthinking, which is training your brain, first off. But second off is making the choice that you're most likely probably avoiding in your overthinking. Uh, there's, uh, you know... I talk with friends all the time or I did in high school where like, you know, we'd overthink and be like, oh, should I ask this girl out? This person doesn't notice me. I feel like I've gone through all the signals, like trying to interpret all these things. I've just learned enough's enough. <laughs> like, like, I'm just going to make a choice. Just going to make a choice to ask the person out. If it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And kind of move on. Because part of Overcoming overthinking is recognizing, yeah, it is unproductive. But also those things that we've already established is that it is okay to be having those unproductive thoughts and recognizing you have choice. Last but not least, there's no need to define yourself as an overthinker. I used to. I, I really sometimes even still do define myself as an overthinker, but I've just decided to really define myself as a thinker. We are all human beings. We have the amazing ability to think. Maybe your overthinking is a gift. Maybe your overthinking is, in fact, your innate ability to create, to form intelligence, to create opinion, to do amazing things. Have you ever considered how amazing your gift could, in fact, be? Yes, you might think it's a curse at sometimes. Yes, it might get overwhelming. But that does not mean that it's not also an amazing blessing in your life. I would ask you to really consider and wonder, to evaluate your overthinking, to apply these principles that I've taught you, but most of all, to really ask yourself, what is overthinking for me? And how is it a blessing, potentially, to think in my life. Okay, my friends, that's what I got for you. Love you all and share this with a friend. Share this with someone who overthinks because I know a lot of people who do and who could use this. So please help them with this. Okay, take care. Have an amazing week. Ow! 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to personally see how what I talk about can change your life forever, sign up for your free coaching call today. This episode was sponsored by Todd Jackson, a fellow overthinker. He is a client that I'm working with and he is overcoming these things right here, right now. Thank you to you for signing up. You're an amazing person. And to all of you, keep it spicy. Thank you.